What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Lead Fast Podcast. My name is Daniel. I'm going to be your host, and we have Thomas Wofford here. Hey, guys. Tommy, what's your middle name? Duke. Is it really Duke? Yeah, it's really Duke. Okay, I was going to guess. Thomas, Thomas Duke. I, I thought you were going to play a little hard to get on that one, and you weren't going to tell me. So. Nah, man. I like my name. I've got I like a, your name, I've too. got a cool name. I'm feeling great. This is going to be good. Tommy's wearing his well shorts, so <laughs> this is going to be a good podcast already. Out the gate, we're doing great. So today, we're going to be talking about- It's so about, cold in here today. It is cold. I'm freezing. I'm never cold, but I'm cold today, so I can vouch for that. Today, we will be talking about winners and losers, the difference between the two. Sometimes it's the same person. <laughs> <laughs> is it really? Like, can you be a winner and a loser at the same time? Yeah. I mean, wait- I guess until the end of the game, you're oh, always one of the other. It's that's like so Schrodinger's true. cat, you know? <laughs> is he dead? Is he alive? Who knows? <laughs> We've got to open the box to find out. Man. So until the game's over, it's kind of up in the air. So I won't really know until after I'm gone, dead and gone, if I've been a winner or a loser. So uh, Yeah, I think your kids determine that if you're a parent. Oh, man. See, there you go. Like, I, I just didn't think there was an answer to that. Um, and there is. My kids will decide. Your kids will decide. Whatever they decide to write on my tombstone. I'm not going to write it. I'm just going to let Bennett write it. So Yeah, well, you know, it's it's one of those things as a parent, you don't, you don't know if you're doing a good job or not. Because you could have everything done right and your kid shows up on Oprah and starts talking about how you messed her life up. <laughs> you know, you know so Oh, knows? my gosh. <clears throat> I think I just dated myself, too, because I was like Oprah, as if it was a pop culture thing that people would understand. Well, I don't even, yeah, I guess so, because I don't know who I would even say. Mari, he's not even on the air, but. So you've been doing some weird things with me, because you've been um, randomly asking me questions to start this. And so I'm a little curious where, like, do we have questions from people who have written in? Is we that do. Where that's yeah, we from? do. And, and, like, the reason I'm doing that, though, just so you know, and so everybody else knows, the reason I'm doing that is because. I, I don't want you to come in. Like I want you to just be Tommy, and I want to keep you in Tommy mode because I love seeing There's you. There's a mode? There's a mode. There's a mode. I love seeing you. Well, Tommy is it in a like, mode? <laughs> it is, could be. Is I it Tommy with ice cream? Tommy. Is that what a mode is? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I just learned something. <laughs> I, well, I say that. I don't know. No, I've seen Every it. time I've had a la mode, it had ice cream. Every time? Every every time. Right, both I'm, both times I'm that I've had start, all a mode. I'm gonna test that theory very soon. I'll let you guys know. Okay. Yeah, so I do this because I want you to just kind of you know, I wanna hear well rounded, you know, like straight not prepared and, and obviously yeah, yeah. we don't prepare for these questions and stuff. We don't prepare for any of this. Yeah, uh, we don't. And I've not read through these questions. Uh here's one that ask where babies no, I'm kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um so <laughs> That can be a whole nother podcast. Um, no, it can't. Yeah, well, <laughs> someone I'll else's it. podcast. Me and Justin, we can handle that topic. Maybe you'll learn some stuff. I thought, I'm kidding. I thought your <laughs> I thought your kids spontaneously <laughs> fell out of your beard. They did, like <laughs> Tyrannosaurus. How they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. So right. there's a couple of good ones. I'm gonna just choose this one. All right. When leading yeah. others, this is sitting by Drew, uh, entrepreneur. Um, when leading others, where is the line? between guiding them to success and carrying them that's a good one that's a very good that's one. that's a man the listeners are having like real issues real real issues yes yeah, and that's no, what we're here for no i think okay so the, for me we always we talk about you know the a leader's job is to set the bar yeah. and protect the bar. protect the bar yeah. all right and good. you can never lower the bar you can never lower the bar but right? you can help them over the bar. you can help them over the bar you can throw them over the bar you can let them stand on your shoulders as long as like you have to keep the bar sacrosanct right and so mm-hmm. all the methods that you use as a leader so you just can't let people lower the bar to meet their standards or their abilities right and so mm-hmm. if you're carrying someone i think the line is 
when you get tired of carrying them, right? Yeah. Because, you know, you're carrying them for a task, but it doesn't mean that all the other aspects of their job, all the other aspects, if you're, if you're carrying someone to, in totality, then you hired the wrong person. That's on yeah. you, not yeah, them. Yeah. So you can either fix them through training or you can get a new person and admit, you know, failure on your part. You did something wrong as a leader. I think the place to, to be really direct about the question, though, what's the line between carrying someone and not is the moment that you feel the need to lower expectations of them. Right. And so when that happens, that's when you're carrying them. Well, yeah, well, no, that's when you've at the line. You've got to make it. Okay. That's a decision okay. point for a leader, because if you are tempted to lower the bar then you've carried them to you're exhausted, mm -hmm. right? Lowering the bar seems the only final option to help them get over the bar. Then you have to give another person. Yeah. You can't, you just can never, ever lower the bar. It's a leader's <clears throat> only two jobs is to set the bar and protect the bar. Um, because the moment you set a bar, the very, like the instant that a, that a expectation or a goal has been set, all environmental factors start attacking that goal. Because, you're, I mean, even just in, in existence, time is ticking away towards the end yeah. of your ability to reach that goal and whatever the, like, the timeline horizon is for that goal. And so you're losing resources second by second because time is ticking away. So that goal is under attack. The, the, and a leader has to see all those goals that they set out for their organization as being under attack all the time. It's that serious. You have to yeah. view it that way because if you don't view it that way, you will not defend it. Mm. And then your goals will become less and less and less so that they're easier and easier to achieve. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you'll have a lot of participation trophies. You know, you'll yeah. have a lot of little gold yeah. statues that don't mean dingus like that. That's what happens. And so, cause you don't reach your goals because right. you kept moving them. Man, that's, that's very good, but that's also scary at the same time. Like it scares me. It's terrifying. For, like you just have to make the most of what you've got. Um, yeah. So that's, that's like, I think people struggle with the, like, it's the, I can't say no type thing where, you know, as a leader, you may know that you need to let this person go because training may just not work for them. Like, what would you say to a leader who has found themselves lowering the bar continuously until the bar is almost gone completely? You know, like you want to be, a, you don't want to be like mean. You don't want to like crush the people that you're, uh, um, that you're leading or anything that you're managing, but you do need at some point to let it go. What, what would you say to the leader who maybe not, is not prepared to do that? Maybe their skill set is on the business or the, the particular thing they're doing, but one thing they can't do is say, Hey buddy, this isn't working out. You know, like we got to let you go. Where, where can that confidence come from? What can you do to like get a little fire in the gut for those leaders? One, they're not leaders. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> like, it's a leader's job. Like right. you have two that jobs. Is your job. You have two jobs. You're a manager uh -huh. now. Mm -hmm. Like you're just managing a situation. Right. And the situation's actually managing you. Right. So now you just became, you're working for that person. Yeah. Like that's not, that's not the thing. Like if you, a guy that we ended up firing told us one time, the best time to fire someone is the first time you think you need to. Mm. The very, the, because by the third time you think you need to, then you've got emotions involved. Yeah. Right. And, it's, yeah. and so to, to let someone exit with dignity and let someone and let someone exit and keep your integrity intact. The first time you think mm, I need to fire that person, you need to fire that person. Uh, and if you're not going to do it, then then you're committing to that person. Right. Because everything you're not changing, you're choosing. 
right? And yeah, so when that's, that's huge, that statement is huge. Yeah. So if you're as as if you're a leader, you know, you're in a in a titled authority position because that's how most people consider leadership. Mm-hmm. You know, leaders. That's not a leader. It's not what a leader does. A leader empowers and provides opportunity, right? And right. so you know, opportunity is really easy to understand because everybody can give some, every day you show up to clock in, that's an opportunity to do something with your day. But empowerment is authority and instruction. And so if a leader is, has a person who's consistently falling short of the bar, then they are, you have to start reverse engineering that failure. So it's either like they weren't empowered enough Right. Because mm-hmm. they understood the opportunity because they fell short of it. Yeah. So they weren't empowered enough. And so did I, as a leader, not explain to them the scope of their authority? Did I not give them enough authority or did I not give them adequate instructions? And, and I can always with leaders when they when they complain about a person, I can always pick apart which thing it is because it's what they complain about. Because if you have authority minus instruction. Right. So authority minus instruction always breeds incompetence. 100% wow. of the time. So if they're like, he's always doing his job wrong, or she's always not doing exactly, like she's never getting it right, then you probably gave them all the authority to carry out the task, but not adequate instructions on your expectations. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So as a leader, you probably fell down. So, you know, because people want to succeed. Nobody fails on purpose, mm-hmm. right? And if, they, if they're failing on purpose, if that's the diagnosis, then by all means, fire, fire them, them yeah. right? You know, move on, yeah. get somebody that wants to succeed on purpose. But if they say, you know what, like... Um, they're, they're always complaining that they're frustrated, like they're frustrated or they, they don't they don't they don't ever seem like they have any like umph or like any ambition in their job. Well, that's probably because you gave them instructions without authority. Mm-hmm. And when you give someone instruction minus authority, they always breeds frustration because yeah. then they're micromanaged. They yeah. know exactly what to do, but you haven't let them go do yep. it. Yep. Right. And great organizations lose great good organizations, lose great people every day because they're not truly empowered. Mm-hmm. And so they they have opportunity. And they have authority, but there's no instructions. They don't know how to carry out the task. And so they're frozen with, I don't, I don't know what is appropriate for me to do. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. what lines I can color in. And, and that's, that's just not fulfilling for people. And so they leave. And so as a leader, if you're carrying someone, I always go back to, are they empowered? You know, do they know what you want them to do? You gave them the opportunity, but are they empowered? Are they full of instruction and full of authority? And if you can do those two things, you can win with people every time. Yeah. No, I heard a, a, a saying one time that good employees don't leave great companies, they leave bad leaders. Yeah. So if you find yourself in that position, like you said, you're, you know, you're empowering somebody, but you're not giving them opportunity, you're going to burn them out. Yeah. And so in, we, and LeafFest actually has a little <laughs> quiz that we can give, like write in if you want it, but I'll send it to you. It's going to be part of our, our um, resource page, but you can actually go take this quiz and it'll score you and tell you where you fall in that kind of two by two grid. Because for me, leadership is a two by two grid because it's only empowerment and opportunity. If you start with zero and you move out towards a hundred percent on opportunity and you move out towards a hundred percent on empowerment, then you're a great leader. Yeah. But if you're at zero, zero, you know, if somewhere down in the least score lower then you're a bad leader, um, if you're high empowerment and low opportunity, so if you're 8330 mm-hmm. on a 100 scale, then you're probably what people would consider a good leader. And when people leave those organizations, you hear things like on exit interviews like, um, man, you know, I love it here. I love my coworkers. The environment's great. The culture's great. Uh, I like what I do. I feel like people love me and pour into me, especially my leaders, the mm-hmm. people that are above me. I just don't feel like I can really find my full self, my full potential. I don't feel like I can grow. Yeah. Because that's a lack of opportunity, right? Right, and so those are people who are great. That's that great, good organization losing great people. So it's not even great people leave bad leaders; they'll leave good leaders 
because purpose and fulfillment is more important than leadership, wow. right? Yeah. Internally. So good leaders <clears throat> lose great people every day because there's a lack of opportunity for growth. And so as a leader, if I've got a great organization and I've got great people, I have consistent, I've done my part as a leader. Yeah. I've consistently got to look for more opportunities for my people. And sometimes that's a challenge. And honestly, you know, every plant as it grows needs to be pruned. Well, every good organization needs that too. And sometimes organizations, the best thing that a leader can do is look another person under them in the eye and go, look, you're meant for more than this. And there's not an opportunity. And I want to launch you in to something else. And so let's together try to find the right opportunity for you. And that's the best thing that leader can do as a leader. It's maybe not the best thing for the organization, mm -hmm. but if they're truly going to be a leader of people and they're going to grow that person, sometimes they have to prune their organization. Yeah. What it also does is it gives, it opens up, um, it opens up the pool of opportunity for other people so they can continually grow those other great leaders, right? So they, they have opportunity to hand out. So sometimes you have to prune good, good growth to make room for better growth. Um, and then, and those organizations are usually, you know, organizations that people love. The last thing though, is that if you are high opportunity and low empowerment, that's the worst thing you can be. People think zero, zero is the worst, right? Like bad, that's a bad leader. That's what I would think. Yeah, yeah. Looking at the graph. But anyways. if you're high opportunity and low empowerment, I call that a dangerous leader because you know another word for the word opportunity is expectations. And so that's a leader who expects the world out of his people, yeah. but doesn't empower them. Mm -hmm. So those people constantly feel like they're under the weight of this world of expectations and no authority or instruction. Yeah, man. And so those people are dangerous because they're, that's where you get burnout. That's where people leave careers and never go back. I'm never going back to yeah. this. Oh, yeah. You know, like, and but no, you're talented at that. I do not care if I ever have another experience like right, that. Right. It'll kill me. Like, you know, there's, it creates a fear of in people yeah. and nobody wants it. It ruins people's lives. I get physically irate at people like that. When I see dangerous leaders, I want to smack them <laughs> because they're not, it's, it, it's not about your organization at this point. You're ruining people's lives. You've got talented yeah. people that you're destroying every day. Yeah. And I just want to punch them in the throat. We should add that as a service for lead fast. If you pay in $50, <laughs> Tommy will come punch I will, you. I will show up. Yeah. We will film your... it and we will send it to you just for your enjoyment. And you can watch it over and over yeah. like, a, like an office gift. We'll, it'll yeah, just be we'll on make everybody's it, email it'll signature. Be eternal. So where can people go to, to take that test? To, to um... Yeah, so you can go to leadfastco.com and it's part of our, um, so we do a $25 a month subscription. We have hundreds, literally hundreds of business and leadership curriculum pieces out there, like in, in all kinds of time frames. So like yeah. you, you need a 60 second snippet to like, you know, reset your mind. We've got those. You need a 20 minute like podcast listen. We've got those. You want a 45 minute master class on, uh, opportunity and empowerment. We've got that out yeah. there too and how that works. And it's a lot of the stuff that we talk about here, but in much longer form, Yeah, we've got documentation on how to do business plans and how to do marketing things and that kind of thing. We've got all that out there. Part of that is this quiz that scores you on leadership and um, it's part of a flagship course and you can go get that. And it's you know, $25 a month to get all the stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's a one-stop shop for business related you know, resources. I mean, there's, I don't think there's a topic that we haven't covered at this point, you know. Um, and it's, a, it's the value of access, right? Yeah, yeah. You can't always like call me, but you can always get my thoughts on something if right. you just you know, yeah. have access to it. Somewhere. No, I agree. Well, let's switch gears real quick. We got, we got some, some time left. So yeah, we'll talk about is, losers. This has been winners. fun. By the way, none of that was planned. No, yeah, none of it. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> and that's why for the question. Drew. That's why I keep you on your toes, man. I love I love that like this the genuine, real, authentic answers. So we're talking about winners and losers. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna let you talk about winners and losers. What what? Explain to me the contrast here. What are, what are we looking at? What are we dealing with? What's what's the why do we even care about losers and winners? Well, I mean, the scoreboard's important in everything. That's I mean, the score. Like, I, we were sitting around earlier. You guys, there's some people off camera that are here visiting and just hanging out. A good buddy of mine and I. We we said, hey, we should. What are, what's the, let's pick a topic. What's the difference between winners and losers? And he goes, they have more points. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know, dang it, he ain't wrong. Yeah. Um. And so, but that's that's true. Um. I mean, the scoreboard's important. It, you do things so that you have. A quantitative result like did I do I know if I won or not do I know if I succeeded mm -hmm. did I meet my goal like everything's quantitative <clears throat> and if you're not if you're not in a quantitative like you know track in your business you're, you don't have a business you have a hobby like that's yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. the scoreboard's important because that's the that's the difference between being in a business and having a hobby right you know even nonprofits keep score you need yeah. to know how many people you've helped right even though you're not Reach, count, you're not yeah. counting you're not counting revenue for success but you are counting success like that's how you know you've re reached your goal um i think the big difference though like the the major difference between a person who consistently wins and a person who consistently loses is that a person who consistently wins understands which levers they can pull right yeah because there's only as i count it like three Right. You can only three control levers. three things at any given time. Good situation, bad situation. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't it's situationally, it's even agnostic. It just doesn't matter. Okay. Um, it doesn't have an opinion on the situation. So people like, you know, I hear people say, you know, it's easy for everybody. Um, I, I get this a lot because I'm super optimistic. Right. And it's in people will say like, oh, are Tommy, you super optimistic? Yeah, yeah. Right. And so people say, you know, Tommy's always like, you know, blowing sunshine up my rear end. And like, I don't know if I can, like, you know, he's always, you know, is his. I've, I've had colleagues that have looked me in the eyes and said, I just feel like you're full of it all the time because you're always like, well, this is what we can do from a sales figure. And, da, 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 da. and I'm like, yeah, I have high expectations, but I'd rather miss my high expectations and beat your low ones. Yeah. You know, you know yeah. so like it's that, it's that whole thing. But like the, the difference between people who consistently win and the people who consistently lose is that in any situation, they're only ever trying to control the things they can control, which by my estimation is time effort and opportunity. Right. And so what I mean by that is, um, you ever flown a little plane? Me? No. Okay. So, Actually I have for like five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I've been in a little Cessna 170 a bunch. I did like air force ROTC in, in high school and got to do incentive flights. And a buddy of mine, Dave owns a little plane, um, a little Cessna. And we were like last year we were flying to DC in it and he let me fly for like 45 minutes. Like it's a, it's so, so cool. oh my gosh, it's so much fun. Um, so, I was eight by the way, when I flew, <laughs> the, the pilot let me grab the thing and it was like, okay, let go. He was still on the ground. Yeah. I don't want to mislead anybody. But I he did get those little plastic <laughs> wings. So that we counts going totally. Anywhere that counts totally. Um, yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, oh my gosh. Um, so what I mean by the things that you can control and not that you can control time and extend it, but those are the things that you, you can add to the situation. So if something happens or if something's going great, it doesn't matter. When I say I want to be a winner, what I'm always trying to do is say, am I using my time? Cause you have time. So am I using my time efficiently and effectively? Right? So am I controlling my time or is my time controlling me? Right? And based on my goals, 
is the timeline, the horizon timeline, the opportunity timeline, is that flexible? Mm -hmm. So like, oh, wait, I, I have this goal to do, you know, to get to 100% improvement in XYZ over the next 30 days. Well, who said 30 days, right? Yeah. Did I say 30 days? Did something change? Did, 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 my, did my cells, did COVID happen? Right now, I'm not going to get 100% in the next 30 days. Do I need to, based on situational awareness, adjust my timeline, right? And so I can either adjust the timeline or I can adjust my effort. Okay, I can't adjust my timeline. I, I have to get to 100% improvement in XYZ in the next 30 days. And I'm working six hours a day on that. And then COVID happens. All right, now do I have to work 18 hours a day if I'm going to reach that goal? Do I have to put three times the effort? I can control my time. I control my effort. Those are two of the things that you can control. And the second thing is opportunity. Um, if it's XYZ, I got to do 100% improvement in XYZ, and XYZ is a sales number. But I, I sell into this market, and I don't have time, and I'm already working the maximum amount of, of, of effort that I can give. But in my specific sales market, my, in my vertical, I can only get this many results. Well, do I need to find a different vertical? Do I need to search out a new opportunity to deploy my time and my effort into that opportunity? So when you fly a little plane, like when you're in a little plane, um, I think this is probably the dynamics of this are probably true for all aircraft. I just think you have more options on bigger ones. When you're in a simple aircraft, a small one, and it stalls, there's only so many things you can mess with. If, you're, if you lose power in your airplane, all the like the all the readings and meters and all that stuff doesn't matter. Yeah, you've got to be able to see the horizon. Mm -hmm. You can control the the pitch of the airplane. You can control the level to the horizon. You can control the flaps, right? So you can control the airflow over the wings, and then I can control my effort on the stick. Yeah, and that's it. And when you're in a situation where you've got to quickly figure out what three things, what things, what's the scope of what I can control because control is the only thing keeping me alive right now. Mm -hmm. An out of control airplane is a death trap. Like you, there's no way of getting out of it. This is giving me so much anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> but keep going. Yeah, yeah. But when you are out of control, yeah. the first thing you have to do to save yourself is regain control. Right. If you try to eject out of a out of a f-16 in a flat spin i mean we've all seen top oh gun you know how that hat yeah, goes yeah, down yeah. it's not good um if if you could have got out of that goose would be with us today i know i know it's I know. so sad da, da, pour one out for goose da, 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 da. <laughs> sorry <laughs> having having like ninth grade flashback eighth grade flashbacks to top gun and like, just talking oh, about a, those airplanes yeah did it every time um that's the old i want to be an air force pilot so bad <laughs> coming out all, all my childhood dreams you do well you all do my well. childhood dreams so but like in, in a plane that's what you can control right and so it's the same in any situation if you feel out of control the first thing you need to do is regain control and you regain control by simplifying what you can grab onto, right mm -hmm. like by making things simple and that is time opportunity and effort every time time opportunity and effort and you can say like okay well you know, it goes back to that leadership question we started with. Um, this I'm carrying this person. Well, are they controlling their time, opportunity, and effort? Am I controlling my time, opportunity, and effort with those people? If they feel out of control, oh, if you feel out question, of control, yeah. those are the things. Those are the only things that we can ever control. Mm -hmm. We just think because we have lots of other things beeping at us, a lot of other readings, and a lot, and we some things are on autopilot. That, but those same things, those three things are getting controlled. We've just abdicated the responsibility of controlling that to something so, else. Yeah. When you're in large organizations, you can do that. You can you can hire a VP of sales, and then the sales engine, the revenue driving factor of your business, that's still going. 
as a CEO, I may not be thinking about that thinking about that every day, right? right? But I've abdicated the control of that to something else. But that's still one of the three things that have to be controlled, yeah, right? Okay. And so um, it's the same with parenting. Um, there, you know, you send your kid to boarding school or something. You that kid still has to get raised and taught how to be a functioning person. You've abdicated the responsibility to someone else, oh, wow. right? Yeah. So, yeah. so there are there are things that you have to do every day, and you have responsibility for, and you either control them, they control you, but those are the only two options. And sometimes you can farm out control. You can abdicate responsibility to other people. Um, I'm a firm believer that there are some things that are sacrosanct that you should never abdicate. Like you should just never abdicate. Um, Give some examples. Uh, or can you? Yeah, yeah sure. Okay. I would never let someone else hire here without me signing off on it first. Because what makes us special is our culture. Yeah, I can see that. And so as a leader, I have to protect that bar more than any other bar. Right. Yeah. It's, it is our secret sauce. It's not, it's definitely not these random thoughts I'm having in my head that come out on paper. It's not, it's definitely not our leadership material. It's definitely not our business material because maybe it's oversimplistic. I've heard that from lots of people. I just know it works when it's simple. So, you know, you can fail or yeah. you can decide to be less ego driven. Um, sorry, just to throw that out there. Um, snippet for you there. That, <laughs> that landed on the right person, I hope. <laughs> um, and anyways, so, uh, but I got a little sassy just then. You did, that was, like that was salt. A little sastronaut. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right. Um, so, but you can, you can, you can just never abdicate the important things, and you yeah. get to decide, like, hey, this is the thing that's our secret sauce. This is the thing that makes us unique, and you cannot abdicate what makes you unique. Yeah, because it can only come from you. Yeah, outside, like no that's one good. else gets your uniqueness, yeah. right? So the things that make you unique, you have to. If you're, if you're, if you own an Etsy store and you're a jewelry designer, but your design is what makes you unique, you cannot outsource that. Yeah, you can't go. Okay, well, I spend twelve hours designing, and I need to spend twenty hours building so that I can fulfill my orders, and I don't have thirty-two hours in my day, so I'm going to let someone else design. You just gave mm, away the wrong yeah, part. Yeah, you should have hired some high school kids to put your jewelry together. That's good. You That's should have really trained important. a skill. Yeah. You should have trained a skill and taught somebody how to do that yeah. so you could free up the design because the design is what's unique. You cannot abdicate what makes you unique. That is so good, man. Like That hit home for me. Not that I'm trying to outsource anything, but I do like the fact that I, I've, I've been in this process of like what makes me unique, what makes you know different things about me unique. Um, and uh, I'm at the, I guess, that stage of life where you question those things. But, you know, you're where you're transitioning into being old yeah. and being OK with it. I was the, the way I put it earlier was the way <laughs> I choose to, to say. But no, I mean, like that's that is very important. And that makes just that just makes you you, you know, like if you put that out to somebody, somebody else, you're not you anymore. That's not you. And so yeah. I think it's just what you're saying. All right. Look, we got we got time for one, one question and we're going to keep it or yeah, a card, but we're going to keep it super quick. Just because I'm feeling a little, you just cut that just straight to the deck. What are we I doing did. here? Here, we're just gonna do the bottom one. Uh, actually, we won't do that one. Um, but uh, okay, this we is can good... do that one. No, no, I I'm not this scared one. of that card. I, I want to do this no, one actually. I don't want. I want to do the what's not. Uh, okay, okay, we're doing both. I don't okay, care. We okay, can run it over. First one. What's the, the the most unfair thing about socialism is the most unfair thing about socialism is everything. Everything. <laughs> There's um, nothing fair about socialism based on its own. By the way, say it a little louder for the people in the back. I'll say this. I'll just say this too. There's also nothing fair about capitalism. There's nothing fair about uh, communism. 
There's nothing fair about Marxism because I learned as a kid when I said, that's not fair. And my mom said, life's not fair. I learned right away because guess what? Life is life no matter what system of government yep, you live exactly. in. Exactly. So because we all live and we all created these things, we all created them to advantage ourselves. So if you think that capitalism or socialism or Marxism or communism is the answer, then you're dumb and you've disqualified yourself from leadership. You're an you idiot. Dumb. You're dumb. Government is not the answer for people being decent. That's so true. Take care of the poor take care of the orphans, take care of the people who need taken care of, and the world will fix itself. We need another podcast where we can go into these topics. <laughs> it just <laughs> Politics makes me mad because uh, it's useless. Yeah. You're, if you think that politicians can help us do anything, you've lost your ever-loving. Here's why I think capitalism is the best form of all the current forms of government, right? Yeah. Is because it gives me the most personal freedom to help others. How? Every way. Right. Like time, finances. Uh, it, it does not restrict or entice me to let other people handle things that I should be personally responsible right, for. Right, So yeah. that's, that's the only reason I believe. Like, look, I want to be rich. Mm -hmm. I want to be wealthy more than I want to be rich, but I want to have lots of resources. There is a difference. Between there is a difference. Rich. rich dad, poor dad. We say it every thing. Um, there is a difference between being wealthy and being rich. I want to be both, but I want to be both so I can make the most significant impact in my world through helping people. Um, if you want it for your own self, you're greedy. You're not going to survive in any form of government. Right. You're just a douche. Yeah. So whatever. That's we, government. Next card. Next card. This will be a quicker <laughs> we'll answer. Just, it, will, it will end that on you're just a douche. <laughs> but, uh, all right. So when you feel bored, where does your brain wander to? This is very, I really, really want to know this, Tommy. When you feel bored... Where does your little Tommy brain wander off to? My little, <laughs> my, my Tommy brain uh, is always wandering. I'm very rarely bored. Good stuff, brain. But good stuff, brain. <laughs> she don't know about Pangea. Um, Y'all don't have a clue what that's Nobody about. Nobody knows. All right. So, but like, I'm rarely bored. I just rarely, I rarely am bored, but I'm always active. That's why. Like I'm always yeah, doing, yeah. I'm always working yeah. or playing some game or hanging out with my kids or trying to fish or play golf. Like I stay active until the moment I fall asleep and five hours later when I wake up, I'm ready to go again. It's so weird because not only do you do that, but you don't need any like reset for me. If we've got a big project coming up, man, I'll grind for weeks, you know, but yeah, like, no, I've seen it. I think I hit my, my mark at like maximum grind, <laughs> if that's a term. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, it's absolute, like like two, two and a half, three weeks. I'm like, okay, I've got to stop and just not come into work for four or five days. Yeah. Not even vacation. I'll no. lay in my bed and just be happy. Just got to reset. You don't do that. And that's very interesting. So yeah, I like yeah. that. No. And I don't. It's like a superpower. It's not a superpower. It's it is for me. But like I. I live for this. Right. Like, this is fun. Like, I, I only, like, I wish people understood this. I only do what I want. I'm a selfish dude. Like, I only ever do what I really, really want to do. And I'm just very, very lucky that, like, I found a way to, like, make a living doing the thing that well, I love. Well, you, you work for that. I mean, you earn that. You do love what you do. And you, the thing is, is I love what I do. But my body just doesn't have the, like predisposition mentally. I want you to say my body, my mental capacity, my mental yeah. frame. No, yeah. I, I have those days. Like I have, I mean, 
I have those days. But I have where those I'll, weeks. <laughs> where, and you know, you've actually you've seen me I've in those where like the whole week. And I've, I think I've even texted you one time, like, bro, I was off today. Like nothing bad happened. I yeah. think my response was, "It's okay." Yeah, as well. We're good. Yeah, but I mean, like, I just knew I was off, and I have like weeks sometimes. I'm like, dude, get it together. But I haven't seen it. With you. I, I mean, everybody has their days. Um, but yeah, no, so. I, I don't. I, I'm rarely bored. My mind wanders always. Um, and I'm really lucky that as my mind wanders, I just let the business wander with it. So yeah. like, uh, let's go talk to Daniel about graphics and then go talk to Drew about strategy and yeah. tech. And then we're going to go out to the the land and look at, um, where we're going to start developing cabins. For the, yeah. Yeah. So just real lucky that I get to, I, I put myself, I've, I've buried the seed of my time into the environment that makes it the most useful. Yeah. Um, and it's working out for us. Hit me some buttons over there. Yeah. I like being the host, the, the co-host, the content, and the producer I of do. our show. Well, I can't end it too early, so it's only going to end when you hit the buttons. All right, guys, that's it for today. We are on Instagram, at LeadFastCo. Yep. He got it right. I Lead got Fast it right. Co. I only butchered it one time, at LeadFastCo. And we're also on Facebook. Look us up and go to LeadFastCo.com. We have lots of information. We have lots of resources. We have lots of everything business-related, entrepreneur-related. Send your questions in to Instagram and Facebook, and we'll see you guys next time. See ya. See ya.